0: Hello and welcome to season four, episode 63 of Brody Sports Talk. My name is Derek Rusnick. This is our Brody Bites episode and I am joined by my favorite co-host, Caleb Walgren. Caleb, how you doing? How you been?
1: It is a beautiful day to sit here and talk about the wide world of sports, uh, not just sticking to the NFL this time. We, we've got a little bit of variety, and it's going to be fun. And I'm excited for it. I'm here for it.
0: Yeah, so we're going to talk about a couple of OU-related topics uh, of two different sorts. Uh, we're going to talk about the Washington Commanders, as they are currently known. And then um, we are in the the thick of the NBA playoffs. So we'll do a little bit of conference finals previews. Uh, of that, but we start off with the the playoffs, if you will, the championship stuff going for the NCAA women's softball. The favorite going into this is the OU Sooners. They are the number one overall seed at is it 51?
1: 51. and one is what I said.
0: 51 and one. Yes, I, I couldn't think of it as 51 or 54. 51-1 uh, and one on a 43-game winning streak, 42-game winning streak, and uh, just a complete, uh, complete team, and they are just mowing teams down left and right. They don't have the big name like they did last year. Last year they had Jocelyn Alo, who is the all-time home run hitting person from college. That is both softball and baseball. Ah, uh, this year they are just doing it as a as a team. Everyone gets a shot. Everyone is doing a great job. And so uh, much like the men's basketball, the this there is a field of sixty four. Uh, in those uh, in those sixty four teams are a couple of Oklahoma based uh, teams, as uh, we you know, we talked about the OU just a moment ago, and of course my orange gals, the. Oklahoma state softball team. Uh, They are the sixth overall seed and have a really good shot of going pretty far. Um, So before I, we dig a little bit deeper into that, Caleb, what are your general thoughts? Do you, do you like the, uh, the softball championship uh, and the world series?
1: I love the fact that we get a wild and wacky bracket in Both college softball and college baseball to determine how they're going to get to the winner. It does not get the attention as March Madness. uh, I think May Madness or June Madness just doesn't quite have the same ring to it. Uh, Women's College World Series, I think in general, people get more excited when we get down to some of the final events, but you have Mm -hmm. to realize that you've got double elimination weekends. A lot of chaos and a lot of craziness that happens along the way. Uh, Some of the favorite regionals that I just have to point out real quick. Derek is, of course, the Austin regional. Texas is there because, of course, it's the Austin regional. They're the host there. They've got Seton Hall, who's coming down from New Jersey and Texas State and Texas A&M are there. So you got a nice Texas and Texas A&M potential rivalry there. Mm -hmm. going for that and i mean texas was the runner-up in the tournament last year last year so Mm -hmm. anything can happen uh we mentioned that ou is 51 and 1 that Mm -hmm. one asterisk as of a loss is to the team that is rated 18th and that's the baylor bears who are going to have to go to the salt lake city regional and see if they can knock off utah like just about anything can happen It's going to be fun. It's going to be intense. And as I say that, I know that in general, uh, it's, it's OU's tournament to lose. Like uh, they, they've dominated. They are the favorite. They will not have to go more than like 40 miles from their home stadium. (laughs) They get to host the regional. They would get to host the super regional and the women's college world series is just up the road in Oklahoma city. So it's it's going to be very tough to to see a, a path to them going out.
0: That's all really good points, uh, and I mean you're right. Forty three miles from their campus, um, and Oklahoma City is the uh, has the Hall of Fame, has a beautiful stadium, and that thing gets packed when it comes to championship games for softball. It also gets packed when the Olympic team comes uh, comes through and like they play Tokyo or they play uh, some of the of the bigger names that uh, in the the Olympics they come through. So um, we start off with a four team in a in a region. So OU has Hofstra. They have Cal and they have Missouri. And in the Oklahoma State Stillwater uh, regional. They have Oklahoma State. They have Wichita State. Wichita State beat uh, OSU earlier in the year, and they have UMBC. I forget what beat with the uh,
1: University of Maryland, Baltimore County.
0: I knew that. What did I? Because I, I just read it a second ago. And a hated rival in the, on this podcast. Uh, it's Oklahoma State versus Nebraska. How did we get so lucky, Caleb? Uh do, do you have any kind of trash talk that you want to throw over to um Captain Orange as you like to call me? Um, do you really think that the Huskers can take on the powerhouse that is uh the twenty twenty two Big Twelve tournament champions?
1: So uh I'm not gonna sit here and say that I, I like our odds. <laughs>
0: um
1: we we did actually play against Oklahoma State a couple of times this year, and we've played against Wichita State, too. Uh, unfortunately, those have all been losses. Um, an embarrassing loss early in the season. We lost 10-0 in five innings. Uh, we also lost 3-1 against Oklahoma State and uh, lost cruces at a tournament at New Mexico State. Um, when we played Wichita State at Wichita, we we lost both of those games as well. So, not not our finest moments, but we played well enough in Big 10 play to be able to make things happen. We're definitely one of the last at large teams into the field. So, I'm not going to sit here and say we're great. We're 34 and 20. Like we're we're struggling. We're we're not ranked. We're not among the others receiving votes. We are, uh, we were on the bubble, <laughs> and and, <laughs> and when you're on the bubble, you're you're playing with house money a little bit. So, as a Nebraska fan, happy to see them in the tournament, happy to see if they can uh, cause a little bit of chaos. You know, they've played some close games against the two better teams in that tournament, but I'm not going to say that uh, odds are good. Uh, I would say that their odds maybe to survive the weekend are. Twenty-five to one. I'm I'm not I'm not going with big odds there.
0: Okay, well, um, which means UMBC w-
1: is really in trouble.
0: That's that's very true. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I I will say we'll bring you some uh, some further coverage of this as we move through uh, the next few weeks. As uh, let's see the championship game. The the final uh, is June. Uh, June eighth, so we've got a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of weekends of uh, of softball, and you know once it gets down to the World Series and once it gets down to the Super Regionals, and we really kind of, I mean, for lack of a better term, shake off some of those teams that uh, you know that qualified but probably shouldn't be there, <clears throat> Huskers. Um, we uh, you know we'll we'll get some really good softball, so I, I will bring you some updates. Uh, listeners, when it comes along, I want to move on to something that uh, a, a little bit of a heartfelt uh, message to some of the fans that are out there in the DC area. So, for most of my life, I have hated the Washington Commanders. Well, they used to be the Redskins. Uh, I have I have hated that, uh, and now the 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 team. That is the commanders. I don't know why. I don't really have a uh, a set reason on you know they they beat the Broncos at some point or whatever. I mean they probably did, but I just never have liked them. Uh, so this week, uh, since our our last podcast, we had a the team was finally sold. Um, it was led by. Uh, Josh Harris, who, d- Caleb, do you have the teams that he already partially owns?
1: Uh, yes, the Philadelphia 76ers, the New Jersey Devils, and Crystal Palace FC in the Premier League.
0: Yeah, so uh, I am putting aside my my hatred for you, uh, Commanders, and I am going to give a route for the the new... Washington Commanders. They they have kind of cleaned house with a lot of the people who used to uh, not do such a great thing. They are working toward uh, bettering the team, bettering what the the cultural impact is of the team. uh, Because I really know the DC area needs uh, a an outlook and, and needs the outlet of the of the Commanders. So. Uh, As we record tonight, uh, I am jumping on a bandwagon this year. I am going to root for the Washington Commanders. Much like I jumped on the the 49ers bandwagon last year, um, just because I really loved how their, their offense was and their defense was and the Christian McCaffrey stuff, this year my bandwagon team is going to be the Commanders. Now, I know there's a lot of Dallas fans out there. I know a certain Philadelphia Eagle uh, fan that is probably going to uh, kill off my D&D character. Um, and then, you know, I don't really care about the Giants, uh, any, any of their fans, because uh, they only come out every once in a while. So uh, this year, my bandwagon team is I'm going to put my whole heart into rooting for the Washington Commanders uh, as I really want to see them succeed. Caleb, you want anything you want to add to the uh, commanders being sold? I mean,
1: good riddance, Dean Snyder. Um, (laughs) uh, I think in general, uh, long overdue. It'll be interesting to see how and how quickly things change for that franchise. I think that it's just a bit of a mess. Uh, They don't necessarily have the greatest facilities. They don't, you know, you're spending $6 with people to get them purchased, and then you're going to need to invest quite a bit more. Probably hope to get a new stadium deal because we all know that FedEx Field is awful and possibly maybe even get the team back into Washington, D.C. I'm just saying maybe there's a chance, but... I'm glad to see him there. I think it's going to be a tough hill to climb and, uh, Josh Harris, uh, maybe you should figure out how, who is going to be the quarterback of your team at some point, because I don't think you have great ones on the roster.
0: There's a, uh, there's a, a quick little, uh, underlying. Oh, Hey, you don't have a, a quarterback commanders. So, you know, there's a, yeah, Commander Carson's still out there. If you uh, if you want to bring him back,
1: I I think that that phone is silent right now. Uh, yeah, what probably. else you got going on there?
0: Yeah, so uh, let's uh, let's move on to um, you know. So I, I reached out with my heart to the commanders. I want to give a shout out to uh, a really big thing that I think that we don't. Uh, take enough time for uh, in, in the world. Um, so the the podcast is a big fan of education and improving yourself. Uh, and in the event that, you know, the professional ranks don't work out for you, you know, have a backup plan. So, you know, a lot of times you, you get drafted or you get signed and you're out of the league in two years. So uh, over the... Uh, since the last last podcast, one of our favorite quarterbacks has got his master's degree from the University of Oklahoma, uh, and we want to give a big high five and a handshake to Mr. Jalen Hurts for having a backup plan in the event that his quarter billion dollars dries up very quickly, and he has to to go back to um, it's in uh, it's in human relations, which is uh, basically human resources as well. And, uh, uh, you know, some, there's some agent stuff in there as well. I don't have a, a firm grip on it. But uh, in human relations, and just in the event that he goes out and buys a couple of yachts or a, uh, you know, low-tier English football team, something like that, and he loses all of his money, he will have something to fall back on. Uh, Caleb, any any thoughts that you want to give to Mr. Jalen Hurts, as he's an avid listener of this podcast and and someone that we uh, strive to look up to.
1: Such an avid listener, uh, shout out Jalen. Uh, it's impressive. It's just one of those things where it's impressive. If if there was one thing that I think we've talked about with Jalen Hurts is that you don't doubt his work ethic. Um. He got his degree at Alabama after three years. He transferred to OU, started getting some credits in, was taken in the 2020 draft, and was able to finish his master's with some online classes. It sounds like probably early in the offseason. The past few off seasons, he didn't get as early of a start this year as he may have. uh, Well, I mean, I don't think he was upset by that, but he didn't get an early start on (laughs) on those credits uh, being in the Super Bowl this past season. But uh, I think it's great, you know. Anytime you set a goal, you want to be able to go out and achieve it. At OU, I'm sure that they were shouting for him, like. I'm just impressed by the guy Derek like there's certain things where I go he is 24 years old arguably had some of his more difficult times as an athlete behind him when he got benched in the national championship game for Tua who he is better than (laughs) uh he had to transfer out of a school that he liked to go learn a different offense and compete there. Um, and then he got drafted in the second round when people didn't think he was going to be able to make it in the NFL, and he looked like an MVP caliber quarterback this past year.
0: I mean that's very true, I, it, and you know, getting
1: give... yeah, go ahead. like no, I'm it's just impressive. Like I, I continue. To just look at what he does and say, dang, dude, like, you keep doing you, and I'm just impressed. Like, yes, he lost the Heisman Trophy to to Joe Burrow, but, like, being second in the Heisman is still a huge deal. He was fantastic in that year with OU, and I'm happy to see him continuing his education and... Giving himself all the options, you know. You the, you can never go wrong giving yourself more options.
0: Well, and that's that's very true. Is is when you uh, when you come out, and you know, I'm sure that if he doesn't already have kids, he's going to have kids in the future. And uh, you know, being a and there are very 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 few. Uh, people who are ever actually NFL players, and even fewer that are MVP level candidates. And so, when he, you know, talks to his kids in the future, it's very important for for him to be able to say, "Hey, I went back and got my degree. Education is very important." And yeah, he's got generational wealth. Let's, or at least hope that he does. Um, but I think it's it's very important for. For kids, especially to see a uh, not just someone who, you know, flashes a gun on IG live, but to see uh, really great uh, quarterback, great physical play. And then going back in his off time and getting a a master's degree and being an example to his community.
1: So I was trying to see when you mentioned if Jalen had any kids. I I don't see he has any kids, but here's something that I think is cool and we we frequently promote, but uh, Jalen Hurts is an advocate for women in sports and Mm -hmm. actually employs an all-female management team. So his social media, marketing, communication, and sports agent team members are all female. Like, way to get them involved in the business, Jalen, and show that commitment.
0: Yeah, so when – I think it was when he signed his – uh, his uh, big contract this offseason we said this is the largest contract ever negotiated by a female agent in any sports so he is definitely a uh, a force for good at this point and i'm very happy to you know to say that he he came through OU and um you know the the I got to see him in uh, in college, and I get to watch him in in, in the NFL. It's just great.
1: It is great. Well, should we go from the pigskin
0: to the to the hardwood? To the hardwood, yeah. So, um, from last time, we have our conference finals for the East and the West. Um, It is the Lakers versus the Nuggets in the West, and the Celtics versus the Heat. In the East now. Uh, when this episode drops, we will have Game One of the Western Conference uh, finals played. I don't know who's winning that, but I know who was winning when we uh, came to sit down. And uh, not a big uh, yeah. Let's hope that, it, that that this series is better than the game than Game One. Uh, but that being said, uh, Nuggets have what is presumed to be the uh, MVP. Uh, Runner-up in uh, Nikola Jokic, I can say words, um, and you know maybe a lot of people are saying he should have been the MVP um, with his play that he's had in the playoffs versus uh, the ageless wonder that is LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, Anthony Davis, Austin Reeves, D'Angelo Russell. They uh, they kind of do this big switcheroo. Um, in midseason, and have really turned it around. Got the seven seed through the play-in tournament, and uh, you know now they're back in the uh, in the conference finals. This is the twelfth uh, conference finals of LeBron's career. That is a a feat to itself. I mean, if you can go to your conference final, to a conference finals, twelve out of twenty years, you're doing something right. So, uh, Caleb, what are your thoughts on this Western Conference? Um, do we have a prediction um, on who do you think is going to go to the to the uh, to the finals, and uh, how many games?
1: I mean, I think that in general, it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, it's a little bit of youth versus experience. Uh, you know, the Lakers with LeBron and AD have been there before. Uh, granted they did win the championship in the bubble, but I do think it still counts. Uh, you know, they still are considered a champion for that year. It's not like the trophy is a fake. Um, the nuggets have shown up really, really well in the regular season. And this is the first year that I've seen them really take care of business in the playoffs. Um, I was impressed with how they dispatched the Suns. Obviously, the Suns had been my pick in the West. And I think that it is foolish to just discount the Nuggets. However, if you're going to make me pick one side today, I'm going with the side that is the Lakers. Uh, I think that Anthony Davis is enough of a problem. And Mm -hmm. I think that the Lakers and I'm going to say in six, they could just have to find one of those road games to steal and win it at home. So I'm going Lakers in six in the West. Do you agree, disagree or hate it?
0: Okay. So I'm going to go the opposite side. So this is going to be a Brody high five and handshake official bet. Um, as I am taking the nuggets on the other side and I have the nuggets in five. I think that the Nuggets win both of their home games. They still won in Los Angeles, and then they uh, they head off to the NBA Finals on their home floor in Game 5. They just have a lot of talent, and if you try to do one thing to stop part of the team, the other part of the team steps up and... Um, we're going to have to see a really good series from Anthony Davis. Um, as I think LeBron's going to get, LeBron's going to be LeBron, and I think he's going to get his stuff. But I really think that you're going to have to get a a five or six games out of Anthony Davis that are really good in order for the Lakers to pull through, um, as you said, in six. So I wouldn't be completely surprised if we saw the Lakers in, in six, but uh, you have the Lakers. I'll take the Nuggets and uh, a high five and handshake set up on that one. Now, that's the West. Let's talk about the East. Now, I know where I'm going in the East because if I don't, I will sleep on the couch. Uh, so we have the Celtics versus the Heat um, in the Eastern Conference Finals. The Celtics coming in with a hot hand doing a uh, a lot everyone says they're the favorite to win the championship now. Um, you know they they look at if they can put together a really good series like they you know without being bored, without being uh, without acting like they uh, have already won something, then they're just gonna sweep their way to the to the finals. Um, they're going and, and probably win a championship. They have that much talent that if they just turn it on, they can get there. On the other side of that is the heat. They want to slow down the game. They want to muck it up. They want to make you work for every single point that you score. And they came from the verge of disaster to get here. They are the eight seed. They lost their first game in the play-in tournament. And then they beat the Hawks and just have not looked back uh, since they beat the Bucks. Um, and it's <laughs> they they really you know, the Bucks were the number one seed in the East. They really look really good in that series, and they just seem to find a way to win in the playoffs. It, you, you turn around, you look, and they're winning. So I'm taking the uh, the first. I have to say Celtics in four, clean Sweep, because my wife is a Celtics fan, and I have to say the Celtics are going to win every single game. I'm also wearing a Celtics green shirt in this very moment, Um, and if I don't say the Celtics are going to win everything, uh, then someone has to find a good divorce attorney attorney for me. I'm sure we have a listener, um, because I will probably get uh, beat up Caleb, I toss it over to you. You probably don't have nearly as many ties as the Boston, uh, Boston Celtics as I do, so you can be a little bit more objective. What do you think about this series?
1: Yeah, let me be a little bit more objective. Uh, Celtics <laughs> in five. I think in general, Jimmy Butler and the way he has played and the way he has persevered, the Heat are going to find a way to win one game. Yeah, this the, the, it's just going to happen. Uh, I don't want to say the Heat have been lucky because I don't like that word, but you, you played the Bucks and Giannis got hurt. And so you didn't have him. And then you played a Knicks team that has way less playoff experience than Jimmy Butler's pinky finger. And like. They've played well, they have shown up, they have won. They had like similar to the phrase I said earlier, they're playing with South's money. I don't think anyone expected the heat to be here. I just think the Celtics are too dang good. Uh, And kind of like you said, the only thing that makes me pause at all is the fact that the Celtics have. Had those moments where you're like, why does it seem like you stopped trying all of a sudden? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Why did you blow this game? They've had a couple of them in the playoffs, and you would think that you only need one of those in the playoffs to go wake up and stop doing this stuff. Um, if they do that early in the series, I'll say Celtics in seven. Um, I think in general they're gonna win it on their home court, it's mm-hmm. just a matter of when and not if. Uh, so I don't think I would take anything that is Celtics in six, but I think if you say Celtics in five or Celtics in seven. I, I like those, but I went with five. I feel like it's a little bit more likely. Uh, Jason Tatum is going to average. Mm, I'm going to say 38 points a game in the series.
0: Okay. So you're going a little bit higher than me. I had him at 35 um, and I think he's probably going to need every single one of those points in order to, uh, f- for this series to, uh, to go well. Um, the So on the closeout game versus the 76ers, um, uh, so unfortunately we just talked about Josh Harris a minute ago as the, the owner of the 76ers and he just, you know, it, it's good. It's a good news, bad news thing. Like, Hey, your team lost, but you won the bid to, uh, to own the commanders. So good news, bad news, kind of weak. Um, Doc Rivers uh, has been released from his contract as they are now looking for a new, Uh, head coach uh, in Philadelphia Um, but in the uh, in the the closeout game Jason Tatum uh, at one point in time they had scored 102 points and Jason Tatum had scored 51 of those 102 so exactly 50% of the points scored by the Boston Celtics at that point were scored by Jason Tatum he can take over a game and he can score from anywhere so and then yeah, you know, there was some a few more points scored, and so my uh, metaphor doesn't work anymore because uh, they like they th- scored one hundred and thirteen to end the game. Um, but yeah, fifty one points in a game, he can take over, uh, and and you probably will need that from from Tatum.
1: All right, I'm gonna make an old man reference real quick, Derek. Okay. Um, so, in the iconic McDonald's commercials that were on back in the day where it was Bird and Jordan uh-huh. uh, trying to play a game of horse for a Big Mac. Uh, if you could have Jason Tatum representing the Celtics, and you can pick anyone in the NBA today to be on the other side, who would you have them remake that commercial with?
0: Um, okay, so Tatum is going to be, well, okay. So Tatum's going to be Larry Bird because of the Celtics connection. I mean, I think you have to go with, um, man, I'm thinking about this. because uh, So, Michael Jordan would be the best player in the league. You know, the best shooting guard type. Um, I mean, do you go like a Steph Curry, probably? You know, charismatic, can do commercials, um, stuff like that. And, you know, a shot maker, you know, someone that you would say, Okay, from the from the tunnel, uh, backboard, uh, you know, th- someone who, who I've seen make those, those weird shots like that. So I think Steph Curry is on the other side of that McDonald's commercial.
1: I think the only way you do it differently is if you get Luca in there and you make it more of an international commercial. But <laughs> I don't think that you're going wrong with Steph. I think Steph is better known and more marketable yeah. at this point. But if you get Luca and you blast that thing all over Europe, I I think you're also doing just fine.
0: (laughs) So I was thinking Luca when I was, uh, when, when we were saying this and I was like, okay, well that uh, this is true, but does he have like a good communication voice? So like I, I mean, I've heard a few interviews with him, um, especially the after the, after the game stuff. I mean, he, he I guess he does have a pretty good uh, community because he's from a different country, you know. But you would blast it all over uh, Slovenia, anyways, and uh, you'd probably sell a whole bunch of hamburgers. Absolutely, yeah. So I think that wraps up our Brody Bites episode. We appreciate everyone listening to this episode. Uh, if you want to reach out to us and tell us where we went wrong, tell. Uh, tell me how bad the Oklahoma Cow are going to uh, lose in the, the softball uh, championship and that uh, Tua was always better than Jalen. Go ahead and reach out to us at our, at our uh, Twitter at Brody, uh, Brody Talk. Our link tree, L-A-N-K-T-R dot e slash Brody Talk. And on behalf of myself i'm derek on the other side of the screen over there is caleb do me a favor and have a wonderful day
1: i was shaking my head and i made derek laugh you're welcome have a good one y'all